0: It's Golden Hour Adventure Time featuring everyday people doing extraordinary things from the peaks of victory to the valleys of defeat. These are their stories. Now, from the back of the pack, your hosts, Justin and Robbie. Welcome to Golden Hour Adventures. Today, we have an outstanding friend of mine and a new friend of Robbie's. Uh, he recently, this year, placed third at the Black Hills 100 and first. At the Hitchcock One Hundred, Jeff Pratt, welcome to uh, welcome to the podcast. Huh. thanks for having me. The Hitchcock—that's called. Uh, it's not just Hitchcock; it's something else, and it, it doesn't have a super long name.
1: It's the Hitchcock Experience.
0: So oh, the Hitchcock be... Experience. Yeah, I didn't know if it, it was like it have... the Hitchcock Experience Ultimate uh, Adventure Trail Run Race. 100 or something long like some of them are extremely long yeah i mean they probably
1: could but then yeah i mean it's kind of cool what they do with the naming down there because it's like oh you have hitchcock experience which that race is an experience um and then you've got the 50s so they call that the that half the experience and yeah i don't know you got the hard, yeah the hitch 101k the hard way
0: Um, yeah i saw that that one that one's weird like You run a half marathon in the morning and then you run a 50 mile at night or something?
1: Yeah, it's stupid. Like it is quite possibly the dumbest thing I've ever done in my life (laughs) is running the 101K the hard way.
0: That's funny. Well, hey, before we get into your accomplishments over the 2022 season, let's jump into uh, like how you got into running, like what made you want to jump down this road of craziness that we call ultra running.
1: Okay. Um, well, I suppose it's, I mean, it's, I guess it's on other podcasts now, but, uh, so originally I started running just cause I, uh, wanted to join the army when I was in high school and I was a little bit, uh, a little, uh, fuller bodied to say the least, <laughs> so, I, I like um, that term. you know, I had to lose a little bit of weight before I went to basic training. So I laced up some shoes that were, they were actually basketball shoes. Um, and I went for what I call is a run down to the end of the block or, I mean, it was like maybe a half mile or so. And, uh, probably more of a walk, but Hey, 15 minute (laughs) miles are good miles.
0: They are still miles.
1: Uh, And, uh, and then, uh, yeah, I guess the rest is kind of history. I mean.
0: What year was that?
1: That would have been 2007. Okay. So um, I wasn't like somebody who ran cross country in high school or track in college or anything like that. I just laced up a pair of shoes and went for a run. And I enjoyed it. I found some enjoyment in the misery, I guess, <laughs> That I don't know. seemed like a
0: question I was like, I enjoyed it.
1: Yeah, I don't know. And then like, it was weird because like in my time in the army and I, I mean, I guess I'm still in the reserves, but like I was in Kuwait for a period of time and there was just nothing going on or, you know, I had off days when I was in Iraq and it was like, just a really good way to decompress, like yeah. just let everything go and just you know think about anything else other than you know the day-to-day grind or whatever's going on so um and then yeah when i was uh, eventually i said hey i should try this like half marathon thing you know that sounds like a cool thing and so there was a in st cloud minnesota where i lived there was a uh the Earth Day Half Marathon, which is, it's grown in popularity over the years. Um, it's really well attended. And so I'm like, I'm gonna run that. And so I ran it, um, kind of, I don't know. If you're looking at time, I, I, at this point in time, I didn't, I didn't really care about times or anything like yeah. that. Um,
0: I, I know, don't think just... that we, and our a lot of our audience actually cares about time, so. I'm a back of the Packer and that's what I claim. That's my claim to fame. So
1: (laughs) I actually love that because it brings me back to like the times before I cared. Yeah. Um, it's so much simpler, I don't know.
0: Um, Well, it's simpler until you're chasing cutoffs and then, right.
1: (laughs) Well, and that we can really, you know, chasing other people, chasing cutoffs. Yeah. It's all, it's all the same. same right? Whether you're at the front <laughs> or the back, it's all just uh, some sort of mental grind. Um, yeah. So yeah, and then I was really happy at the half marathon distance um, until I met my now wife and there was like, I'm like, oh, I should try one of these full things because you'd always go to like, and, and maybe you've been there too, where you go to this race and you're running the half and there's this full going on. So then you're like, seeing all these people that are like stretching and getting ready for the full and you see it on their bib and you're like wow that's that guy's cool and <laughs> yeah, well i kind of want to be the cool guy you know and so i so, let's do that um so i ran a few of those um and i hated that i the the absolute worst distance in running is the full marathon it drives me nuts i yeah i hate that distance with a passion but uh but yeah and then i moved to sioux falls uh look was looking for some adult friends um and that year i was signed up for a half marathon a couple of fulls. because if you don't like to do something you should run more of them right <laughs> um, and uh and yeah so uh I, I like on our face like facebook group like, i moved down here from North Dakota and I was like, how oh, do I, how do I meet people? And so I'm like, well, I like to run and I'm just like running into like the Facebook search and up popped this Sioux Falls area running club thing. And they said, Hey, we got a group run on Thursday nights at this state park. I'm like, I didn't even know if there was a state park here. What, <laughs> and I guess trail running. Sure. Um, maybe the people are cool. We'll figure it out. Um and I showed up and then the yeah, that the, I don't know, I fell in love with the trails. It was like it was like going back to when I like first got into really like I enjoy this. It was mm-hmm. just relaxing again. It was something to to kind of just re reset the mind and, and really just get after it. And as you know, when you talk to trail runners, they slowly teach you how to do things that are maybe poor life decisions um like <laughs> run ultras um like
0: no, you skip everything you go straight to what, that's how
1: it works right like you always have like if i were to ask you when you were like introduced to the idea of doing an ultra you're gonna pinpoint somebody some trail run you weren't at and you don't know why you were at this trail run and Somebody said, yeah, we do this. You're like, well, how does that work? You know, just trying to like wrap your head around the, just of yep. it all.
0: I know the exact like, spot, the exact person.
1: <laughs> and like, at first you say, this is a really bad idea. You say like, nah, I'm good. But over time, they just kind of wear you down. And all of a sudden, yeah, let's, let's do Hitchcock 50. Like, like, well, what's 50 miles, right? Yep. Um,
0: so yeah, that was actually my first ultra was Hitchcock 50 and shoot 2019. Nice, nice. Going back to the marathon, how, um, how many marathons did you run prior to jumping into the ultra world? Oh,
1: whoa. That was weird.
2: We lost Justin for a minute. Oh, he's back. <laughs> he
1: must but, have yeah, ran away. No. but like people from Sioux falls are running the maid aid station down there. So there's a ton of people I know. Um, and I didn't really understand the idea of crew at this point in time. I'm just like, Oh, it, it'll be good to like have people there. I know. So let's all go down there and check it out see what it's all about.
2: So how was your first 50 miler experience?
1: terrible it was like it i i was i was real close to dfl and i didn't realize dfl again you don't know what you don't know and i didn't know dfl was a big deal but i really should have like slowed down a little bit um but yeah no i i didn't really do a whole lot of running on, like, I didn't focus on elevation. I didn't do any focus training of any sorts. I just said, Oh, I can run a, a marathon. Like and I run 50 miles. It's basically the same thing. Right. Um, <laughs> I, well, I ran in Cato marathon that year and there's a big hill at the halfway point that you run up. So I'm ready. Right? Um, and, uh, yeah, so I just did it and I learned a lot about, how much all of your joints hurt when you're when you get to certain points in a race um i learned how important eating food is um and how you just shouldn't stop eating Learned how things can freeze like because that's it's cold in december in omaha and uh yeah i don't know it wasn't it was like afterwards i was like my like everything hurts, like it hurts so bad. Like I've never had my joints hurt so bad. Um, but at the same time, and I spent all day on the course, it was like 15 and a half hours. And, but at the same time, I was like, that went by so fast. I had so much fun. Like, when can I sign up for my next one? Like, And, and as, I mean, I guess I that's kind of common when you find something you like to do, it's like, oh, when's the next one? It wasn't like with, marathons for me where i was like i can wait a while before i like i don't even (laughs) want to do this but i guess i do this so i'm going to do this but like with ultras i was like this is this is what i'm going to do like i need more of this in my life all the time
0: what do you think what what do you think the reason behind that was for you know the difference between a marathon and a and an ultra Other than like the obvious, the trail versus road but I mean, there has to be something that like, you know, drove you to stay on the trail versus go back onto the road.
1: Honestly, I think it's the people, um, and, and not to like, hate on roadies or anything. They're, they're good people too, but it's sometimes (laughs) it's, (laughs) it's, it's a different mentality. Um, yeah, on the road you're just constantly always chasing this this time a PR a um, a fastest mile a fastest whatever. But when you get on the trail, none of that matters. Um, yeah. And because of that, it's just way more laid back. Like you're not gonna catch a bunch of road marathon runners grabbing a beer at the trailhead for like <laughs> afterwards. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like. You're not going to catch a bunch of road marathoners sitting around a bar at 11 o'clock at night and signing up for races on ultra sign-up.
0: They always it's say fine. don't drink an ultra sign-up. <laughs> yeah.
1: No, don't do that. But like, it, it's just a different mentality. It's more laid back. Um, it fits my personality more. I'm not a super uptight person. Or I mean, there'll probably be people that... Um, say, yeah, right, but um, I just, it it fit more. It was more just, hey, we're here to do this and let's let's have a good time. Let's go, we're gonna gonna challenge ourselves.
0: Yeah, yeah. So from that that 15-miler, go ahead, sorry. Oh, go ahead. No. Uh, I I was just gonna lead us into something else, but
1: Oh, I was just gonna say, like, the other thing I realized, like, uh, and now that I've ran more ultras, is just like road marathons and like road training, is so much more about like yes it's hard work like don't get me wrong you can outwork the rest of your competition but i feel like on the roads it's so much more about like i feel like talent is is a or a god-given gift of some sort to to run those things fast is a huge part of it whereas on the trails at like 50 miles you know 100k a hundred miles you like you can't hide behind your talent yeah you know like if you don't train for a hundred miler it's not going to work out well for you uh you know does that
0: does that kind of make sense yeah no it it does and i you know and i've only run one road marathon and you know a handful of half marathons on the road but i always say that i think you could you could do a little bit of training and get by with a a half marathon. you could do you know a little bit more training, probably get away with a marathon, but you know that's all physical in my opinion, you know, unless you're out like setting bqs and you know actually putting it down. but you know, if you're just going out to just run a marathon like I don't know i'm I'm probably gonna insult a lot of people here, but this is just me just in my opinion uh now, this is Robbie's opinion. Robbie told me to say this, so um <laughs> uh, but. You you know, it's a lot of, it's physical, unless that's, of course, you're going out and throwing it down, but just going out and running a marathon, it's physical. A 50 miler, a 100 miler, you know, you're not relying on a lot of physical uh, attributes at those points when you're like 30 miles into a 50 miler or 50, 60 miles into a 100 miler, like it comes down to, to being mentally prepared as well. Like you can only train so much to have your body physically ready, but you know, you got to have that grit, that determination to want to finish those hundred milers and I think that's a huge difference in, in an ultra marathon versus, you know, a basic road marathon.
2: For sure. What drives me crazy is seeing these, uh, these training programs for a half to a, just a marathon road. And that's more than a lot of people do for hundred mile training. It's ridiculous the amount of miles they're putting in on the road for 13 and a half to you know 13.2 to 26 miles it's just it's crazy to me not just you know hearing that um and running all that isn't going to make you any faster i don't think but once you put it on the trail and you're in the middle of nowhere all by yourself in the middle of the night your marathon training isn't gonna do shit, really
1: (laughs) no it's it's really not Uh, i mean And I can be a a testament to that. And again, I don't mean to like talk bad about road marathoners. Like, it's a hard thing. It's it's an accomplishment. I don't want to take anything away from that. But it's it's different, and it's like there's not one wall you run into. There's. Twenty. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: right. you, know? you don't hit that twenty mile wall. You hit, you know, seven 20 mile or five 20 mile walls. I mean, you might hit seven. I don't know. Some of these ultras are, you sign up for hundred and you run hundred and twenty. So.
2: Yeah, you're also going to hit the literal wall too. You know, I mean, yeah, some of these mountain hundreds aren't flat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know.
1: That's just, I don't know. It, it's just different, and I, I like the you can't hide there's nowhere to hide if you are not mentally and physically prepared for a for a 100 miler
0: like it's just so Sorry. True. Yeah. So after your 50 miler you you caught the bug where did where did that lead?
1: Um well it meant I obviously needed to start getting ready for hitchcock 100
0: like <laughs> that just made sense were, were you already signed up for hitchcock and was was the the 50 miler kind of a, a a training run i guess
1: um no no i wasn't but uh i had uh i'm like again i don't know anything about this and but i'm like i just really want to run hitchcock hundred like yeah. that's what i'm gonna do and so but i didn't i had not like researched enough to know like hey i should sign up further in advance for these things um and which actually it ended up being maybe a good thing um because that year i mean it was 2020 um so then i started training like february having a really good training run and then or like just like getting really good volume and then uh the pandemic happened and i was like well this is wild (laughs) and then I broke my ankle in June of that year Dang. and I hadn't signed up for anything, luckily. So I'm like, oh, this is good. Um, and then I didn't start running again until August. And then it was like, uh, what do I sign up for? Because now I am not prepared. Um, yeah. and so I was like, oh, well, I gave myself until october 31st i think i said okay you know what this we it was like mid-october i'm like you know what tomorrow i'm gonna run two back-to-back long runs four hour long runs and uh and then depending on how i feel i'll either sign up for the 100 or the 101k that seems reasonable right when it's yeah. october for a race. <laughs> right after a
2: broken ankle yeah
0: yeah that you, There's and, that, there's that mentality of a trail runner again. <laughs> yeah.
1: And, um, and so I did it and I'm like, oh, I could really do a hundred. I could, and luckily this is like one of the few times where a fellow ultra runner, like talked me out of running a higher volume, but like dude, just do the hundred K like you, you don't have the time to do like build up necessary, like why go break yourself when you could run 100k and it's it's good? And so I'm like, yeah, that's smart. And then it got canceled. So then, because of COVID, like two weeks before, I'm like, well, this sucks. Like I've done zero races all year, and like my 101k is rolling over to December, and I'm like, I want to run 100 miles. Like that's what I want to do. So I signed up for Mines of Spain and Dubuque in October. And I said, I'm training for that, and I did. I I trained really hard, um, and so yeah. Then uh, and then that and like, so I hear a lot about my. So I run a lot of volume. Um, it's it's no no secret amongst my 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 fellow trail runners that I run way too much, probably, but like. It was like this comforting factor. I'm like, oh, I signed up for hundred. I just have to run. The only way I can be okay with the idea of running hundred miles is just by running more. And so I just started anytime I had time. I was like, I'm running a lot. I started waking up at 4.30 in the morning so I could run until it was time to work. Like I was like, I am just going to put in tons of volume and we'll see how this all shakes out. So kind of the story on how I ended up at Lines of Spain 100. Um, <laughs> which I picked mine this bank spank because there's a, there's a couple people from Sioux Falls, um, that have, that run it. And, uh, there was two people, two, two or three other people running it that year. And like one of like, uh, Andy, somebody I train with a lot, she's ran it every year they've had it. She's part of the 500 club down there. Um, and, uh, so yeah, it was just kind of a cool, cool experience to go and do. And then I did really well. Like, and I was like, "Oh shoot, maybe I'm kind of good at this ultra thing." Like, how well did you do? I, don't know. Uh, I had a 21 and a half hour time, sixth place overall.
0: Well, wow. for your first enter, that's that's really good. Yeah.
1: And I didn't expect to do it at all. Like, I was like, "Okay, I'm gonna go out, and it's a 20 mile loop." So I'm like, "You know what? just five hour loops. It's it's totally cool. Like, let's do this." And then I did my first loop, and Jess Wolhoff, uh, was out there, and she's like, "I did it in like three hours and twenty minutes." And she's like, "Oh, geez, I gotta redo on this." She was my crew chief. She does all the math, and then it's like, I'm still laying down like four-hour lap times, and she's like, "Oh, geez,"
0: making it work. <laughs> yeah. So you say when you train, you you train heavy volume, even till even today, you still train high volume. Oh yeah.
1: Hands down. I, I, I know the coaching you is probably like, it's, you know, what's why, you know, it's not <laughs>
0: bad. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm just always intrigued. Like if it, if it works for certain people, it works, you know, I'm not gonna, you know, tell you that that's not good or not, you know, it, it, it comes down to what your body can handle and how well you you prepare it to be able to handle yeah it. i'm just intrigued on like what is a typical week for you looks like uh, well
1: so are you talking like total let's, train like
0: let's just say you got a you got a hundred and you're two months out like what's a two months out um
1: yeah. well i'm probably in 100 mile weeks at this point well wow. um like and even like I I'll get going and like I found my volume climbs more and more every time I run a hundred. Um, which I think is interesting. So like again, so the other thing that's interesting about ultras is you don't get good at that overnight. It takes years. Yeah. Like your 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 volume goes over years. So I would never recommend like if this is your first hundred, like go and start running 100 130 mile weeks like like don't do that that's a horrible idea like <laughs> stop.
0: yeah you're definitely asking you're asking for an injury at that point
1: yeah but like you know my first hundred I I pulsed up I got up, up above 100 miles like one time second hundred I was I was at like 110 a couple times um two three times. And then coming into Hitchcock this year, well, I had I was battling injuries, so like you saw my training volume going like this. I got I dislocated a bone in my foot at um, at Black Hills, so then that threw a whole bunch of weird things at me going into Hitchcock. But like I had like three solid weeks at 110 to 120 miles, and then. Five weeks out, I hit 130 miles up. Wow. That week, 135.
0: I've never done a hundred mile week, and I've I've always been intrigued on what a hundred mile week looks like. I just <laughs> I don't know. My body does really well at like 60, and that's kind of you know I've gone I've gone 70, and I just I don't know. My body just, and I guess maybe I just wasn't comfortable at that, you know. And I you got to build your comfort up, but. To, to me, 60 was just, I can handle that, you know, the, it, it's not too stressful in my life with my family, you know, 60 yeah. comfortable for me. And and so, you know, I have a lot, well, not this, this time, I didn't have a lot of high, high weeks, but, um, you know, I'm not competitive. So I got more mental grit than I do anything. So we're just going to rely on that one. But <laughs>
1: But but no, I mean, I guess I, I break it down. So like, I'm lucky enough that I work from home now. So like going on a lunch run, no big deal. Um, so I'll take an hour and, and go run some miles, um, nothing crazy. Um, if I wake up early, I'll go run a few miles, but then, you know, it's a lot of the two days. Cause if you, so like, I I think of my, and I don't go out searching for 130 mile weeks, like don't, like I never have like a weekly volume in my head. It's all about monthly volume. So if you look at my training plan, I'm looking for 200 to 250 miles in the first two months. Um, then months three and four will be between 300 and 350 miles. And then month five is your, like I'm looking for four 450 um, and then After
0: that, I usually taper for three to four weeks and go knock it out. That's super impressive. What, uh, so let's jump into Black Hills since that was, uh, you know, your first 2022 race where you were successful. Let's, let's, let's walk through that one. Yep, Got the, uh, the third place skull hanging in the background. Yeah.
1: Third place.
0: Uh, I still, it's still it's I wanna... still super impressive, man.
1: Yeah. No, I'm sorry. You just like like so to just kind of like this was my first competitive. So well, okay. Let's before we talk about Black Hills, let's back this up just a little bit because I I ran mines. I did really good. That was you know 2021. 20, Six weeks, seven weeks later, I ran Hitchcock 101K. Um, took second place overall. Um, and, but at mines and hitch, I, I wasn't super impressed with my performance. Like I kinda, like I got done and I was like, I could have done more, you know, like I didn't,
0: (laughs) you still had some juice.
1: Yeah. I had juice left in the tank and that's, you know, what do you, what do you do? You know, you, you figure out how to do better the next time. And so part of what I did coming into 2022, is I said, I need bigger goals. I'm done just saying like, I want to sub 24 or, you know, I want to finish. Um, I want to, I want to try and hang with these really fast guys. I know from Sioux falls, like, I'm like, you know what? Uh, like, and I would also like, I'd paced at black Hills. In 2021, and I saw the the buffalo skulls, and I was like, "I can do that. Like, I I can do that, and I'm going to set really big goals, and I'm going to get one of those, and then we're going to have a good day, right?" Yeah. <laughs> um, and so I I attacked it all year, just like I trying to find. By the way, there's so few people that finish like with a sub 24 at Black Hills, finding a picture of a sub 24 belt buckle is really hard. Cause I want to visualize that all the time. Um, and so I was, and so that was impossible. So I just like looked at pictures of Buffalo skulls all the time. just to <laughs> think.
0: I didn't realize that that was, uh, I mean, yeah, I, I mean, I knew that there wasn't a lot of people that sub 24 did, but I just didn't realize that there was over, over the history of that, that there was not that many that had done it.
1: Well, and so usually your, your top three are all sub 24, like in really fast years, you get four maybe, but even sometimes your top three aren't all sub 24. So it's like, and that was where I kind of, when I set that goal, I'm like, I can do that. I know that the race is, you know, five miles longer than mine's, but that's an hour, right? yeah so that'll work out if the math checks out i can <laughs> i can make that happen
0: that was three hours Easy, from Right. <laughs>
1: yeah. um so yeah i set this big goal and and i just i wrote out a plan and i stuck to it and it worked out great um it worked out really well um i i guess i don't know what do you what do you want to hear about black hills what's your
0: Well, I mean, you had a you had a little bit of misdirection out there, and obviously, I know that because I know you. But you know, you know, you were running, you were running second place pretty much the whole day, weren't you? I mean, well, so up at first,
1: uh, I was not. So coming out the gate, um, Andrew and New York guy, um, like they went. (laughs) And I was like, like, I got to like, they were running away from me and I was coming down into that set first aid stations I need or something. Okay.
0: Yeah, okay. no,
1: Alkali, maybe, I don't know. I can't remember the name, but I, I was like, I look at my watch and I'm like, okay, those guys are running at like an 18 hour pace. I'm settling in. like see
2: they came through like in 40 something minutes that first seven miles
1: yeah
2: i think it was was 41 43 or something like that
1: yeah i was at like i think i came through it i think i was probably already five ten minutes behind them because i was just like you guys do whatever (laughs) you want to do i don't want to have any part of that (laughs) um but then so like you know you go under the interstate and you're doing those switchbacks, all of a sudden I come around a corner and there's Andrew. I'm like, where did you come from? Uh, I, I didn't even really know what he looked like. Cause I, barely, you know, he was, he was literally this name on ultra sign up that I just like stocked for, <laughs> like, for the year. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I was like, oh, there you are. And then I passed him. I was like okay and then he was like he was pushing me and I was like I don't want to be pushed you know I I kept so as many podcasts as as I listened to about Black Hills and people that have done really well there um they said don't let somebody push you um like at that point in that long of a race, um, because it's, it turns into a really big mind game at the end when you're looking down at your watch and you're already triple digits and you still have, you know, seven miles to go. Yeah. Um, so like, just do not get pushed. And so I let him pass me and then, and then I beat him out of another aid station. Cause then coming into, like coming out of Elk Creek, you know, like, one of his crew people like looks at me and they're like you're not andrew and I was like nah he's he's up there a little ways. sorry um and then <laughs> i did like this little this little twinkle toe thing so I have two vests and so um jess was like holding it there at the that thing and i like already had it off I dropped mine and i like spun around and ended up with it on and was like down into the creek I was like wow that was we gotta keep doing this all day. You guys, talk. <laughs> like, you know. Um, so yeah, and then and then it started to hit me that I had done something wrong because my stomach just knotted up. Like, um, I was ready to throw up. Like after I crossed a couple of creeks, and I was just like, "Oh no, this is not good." and that's like like 20 good.
0: miles. Yeah, that's only 20 miles in or so. Yeah. Huh?
1: Yeah, I'm like 22 miles in and I'm like <laughs> oh no. Oh no. This is what is going on. And I'm just, and I'm just like trying to drink water but like I can't drink enough water. I'm just super thirsty and I, I'm like in knots and I try to eat like a Cliff bar or any sort of food and I'm just like just like it was the worst smelling food. Anything any food smelled just terrible to me. And I was like, well, this sucks. I really done messed up here. Um, but uh, but yeah, I, oh, and I was so thirsty. I had like drank myself out of water. Um, and then, so coming down into Dalton then, I was just like, I need help. I need anybody who has advice. Um, there were a lot of people from Sioux falls there and they were just like, what do you need? Um, so got some mints and like, they just kind of got me to focus on the next aid station. Um, those are really, don't like on the way out was really hard for me, Like, not the time you want to have a hard time and, uh, you know,
2: <laughs> seven you mile <laughs>
1: but, but you know, it was really hard. Um, but you know, so I left with some candy and some mints and I'm like, I just got to get to Nemo. That's all I have to do. And I also knew from listening to a lot of podcasts that the next section is like super dangerous in the fact that it's kind of uphill, kind of not, like people will try to run it, but you probably shouldn't. Like, yeah. let's think about this. So at the same time, I'm like, Hey, I'm not moving really fast, but I'm moving like, and this is going to slow everybody down. Like, this is cool. We're all cool. And then coming into Nemo, I was like, starting to feel like a million bucks again, and I was like, ah, I'm going to catch Andrew. Like, this is like my whole mindset. And I come into Nemo and I get, uh, I don't even get a new, new pack. Cause I was swapping every other aid station and. I'm like, all right, see you guys later, feeling awesome. And then I hung a right. Um, I was running down that road that you know you catch the so yeah you get off the trail and like run down and pick up the trail again and and I saw this like red arrow that said you know go right and I was like I don't think you're supposed to go right here but this red arrow is telling me I go right. And I like look down this road and I see a post for trail 89, which everything says, hey, follow trail 89. Like you just need to get back on trail 89. And I'm like, hey, trail 89 is right there. This is where we're going, solid. Until I came out on the road, like at the entrance. So like where you, cause you, you know, you get off to go an Nemo and I was back on that road, like right in front of Nemo. And I was like, this isn't right. And so I'm like about to like turn around and go back into the trail, which would have been the absolute worst thing I could have done. <clears throat> when somebody in like this giant truck pulls up, he's like, you racing? I'm like I thought so. And he's like, you're not supposed to go that way. You're supposed to go into the town. I'm like, no, I know I already went into the town though. And now I'm here. And he's like, what you need to do is go into the town and then they'll help you figure this out. And I was like, actually kind of like, man, this guy, is he with like one of the other crews trying to like mess with me, like going full (laughs) conspiracy theory. And, uh, I'm like, you know what, I'm going to go back into the town. And so I get there and there's, uh, Emily Wanless from Sioux Falls. Even though I know you rapid city people, Black Hills tend to claim, the one this is but um she's <laughs> like you can tell she was kind of shocked to see me there but she's like i'm like emily you need to help me get out of here and she's like what well, yeah but um you gotta get checked in first like no you don't understand i've already been here once i got lost i need to get out of here and like She's like, and then like another guy, they were like, ah, uh, you gotta go that way. Run down this road. I'm like, I did run down this road. I got lost. Can somebody come with me, you know? So then somebody actually ran up the road with me and like got me all pointed in the right direction. But by then I was just like, well, shoot, how many, how much time have I lost? You know, cause when you How many extra miles it, had you done? I, I didn't know. I was just like, I didn't, I didn't think to look at my watch or anything like that. I was just like, I do not know what happened, but I know that I am lost and so many people could have passed me that it doesn't matter. Like, yeah. um, that was also my one big fear going into the race was getting lost. Although I thought it was going to be when I got into that, like deer Creek trail. Yeah. Um, But no, it was in Nemo, South Dakota. And (laughs) I was so upset. Like, I was just thinking, like, how many people passed me? Because when I went into Nemo the first time, there were no crew there. And when I came back, there was tons of crew there. So, like, you know, were they leaving? Were they still waiting for people? How many people passed me? Um, Like, and all this. And, like, again, I I was just feeling great. And then it's just, like, another low. And it's, like this race is killing me like this is this is this is absolutely terrible like and i threw a nice little pity party on that atv trail after nemo like i was like this sucks this is terrible i'm never like i don't even know I don't, i'm never just i just gotta get like i was so angry like i went through all the emotions i was sad throwing a pity party then i'm just angry at myself and i'm just like nothing, there's no positive thought. Like, and I mean, you have ran 100 miles, you know. Like, yeah. You you do not have time for this negative. Like, you do, you can't waste your energy on it. But that was where I was at. So.
0: But your headspace goes there because you don't. You know, you don't really have anything else to focus on other than I'm going to be out here for a long period of time. You know, so you're. I just made I'm a Dirty tricks on you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, and uh, and yeah, so. Literally, while I was lost, I actually missed the New York guy coming back. I never saw him come back past me. Believe it or not. Really? Yeah. He. Uh, he. I, I. He never. He never. I never saw him after that. After the first start of the race, because I was lost, um, which actually played some weird tricks on me, because when I got into, say, pilot knob after that. I think and uh like my crew is like you're still in third place you know and I got there and I was like I'm still in third place like
0: nice boom mental flip
1: (laughs) yeah like I need to go like so I just got a pack and I was like I'm out I'm out and then like um Andrew like I saw Andrew running back like it was he he passed me or he was coming back like as I was hitting it was just after that turnoff onto deer creek so I'm like I'm thinking I'm not that far from the turnaround point you know so he's not that far ahead of me so okay maybe an hour all right um and then uh it was like You know, where you have that log across that like pond thing to go into silver city. Um, like that was when the first place female was coming back and I was like, holy crap, I'm actually in second place, you know, like, again, I didn't know. I didn't know about this New York guy, like for all I knew he passed out or like got lost or blew up or I don't, you know, I don't know. Um, But my crews tell me I'm in third place. Well, maybe they meant third place overall, but I'm actually in second place, you know? Um, And so it was like this big mental flip where I'm like, you know what, I need a better attitude. I gotta gotta figure it, you know, I, I needed a better attitude. So I got to the, got to the turnaround point and I'm like, Hey crew, I need new shoes, you know, and they're like, why does he need Yes, new shoes. New shoes and socks. Um, <laughs> you know, cuz I I don't know. You you played that game before, right? Like, yep. new shoes feel amazing. They do. <laughs> um and and so I'm like Let's do this, and I was like starting to get all amped up again and and like luckily I had a, you know, then I got a pacer and I had like this um this guy named chad is a he's kind of like one of the old yodas from from around uh sioux falls and he was like very good at like focusing me on what the next thing was in the race and like i went crazy like i i was a man on a mission I think like it's so I slowly turned into uh, I don't I didn't recognize myself. I was like, I went into this whole other, like, I don't know. Uh, Justin Stenerson calls it the the flow state where he just shuts off his brain and he goes. And <laughs> I reached that or something, but I did it for 52 and a half, 53 miles of just all out attacking the trail.
0: That's cool. And then, when did so, you yeah, find out that you were you were third male?
1: Uh, I think it was at like uh, Alkali on the way back. Like,
0: oh, so they let you um, go for a long period of time before before you found out?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, I wasn't really like talking a lot to my crew. It was more so like, give me stuff. I'm going. <laughs> <laughs> I need to, I need to go like, um, and, uh, but I, yeah, no. And, and I was still thought I was there. And then like, I got to Alkali and they're like, you can do that. Like you're, you're so far ahead of the next place. And like, but you're, you know, five minutes from Mallory. That's, that's who they kept it. Mallory. That was the first place female's name. So, cause all night they kept telling me like. You're you're gaining on Mallory. You're ten minutes from Mallory, and I'm like, who the fuck's Mallory? Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know. Um, but uh, but yeah, and, and so I am like, I thought I was gaining on her for for like second place overall, but you know, New York guy, uh, Clifford Ryan Clifford. That's his name. Sorry. Okay, random names off the top of my head but uh but yeah no i was and it was crazy because like i got to elk creek and i got a new pacer and i had told this gal like do not coddle me like do not let me like because it's it's so easy to be like the the like because in traditional ultra running like your pacer is there to make sure your needs are met right you know hey make sure you're eating food make sure you're drinking water are you taking on caffeine like i'm like no you need to push me do not let me be comfortable do not like just make sure i'm taking food and going um like and she did exactly like exactly that and then so she told me like we got into alkali and again so like my brain isn't Firing all on all cylinders, but she said I had like 30 minutes to the top of the hour. And I was like, Well, I gotta go because I thought she was talking like I had 30 minutes until I hit like 24 hours. And I really wanted a sub 24. And knowing that like the person behind me wasn't going to catch me, I was like, I, I think she did it on purpose, but, you know,
0: she'll, she'll tell <laughs> she you she let, didn't. She didn't like, let you be comfortable.
1: <laughs> no, no, I, I went I went nuts. I, like, sprinted, like, after you get off the trail and you're running on, like, the pavement or whatever. I was, like, sprinting or what I felt like was sprinting um, and just, like, all out wrecked myself. <laughs> I negative split those last 20 miles, which, who does that? I don't know. Yeah. Not what something your, I think I'll ever experience again.
0: Closure over time?
1: 22 and a half hours.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, I wonder, so. I wonder how much I mean, time I was, got eaten by you getting lost. I wonder, you know, you can always sit back well, and ponder and, and wonder, you know, like it was meant to be, that's what that's what happened, but.
1: Yeah, I mean, you can throw around because I think, because when you look at the, the loop, It was probably like an extra four and a half miles that I put on, um, maybe five. So that's an hour, but then like, there's two schools of thoughts. Thought there was me being behind and pissed off and angry, like part of what drove me that second half of the race. True. Or on the flip side of that was. I had 10% more miles on my body. How much did that slow me down in the second half of the race? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, super impressive. Um, I was out there crewing, but I was cheering you on. I never saw you, (laughs) but. Oh, did you, did you see me at the end at least? What's that? Did you see me at the end at least? Yeah, I think so. We came in in the golden hour, so I'm not sure if you were still there or not.
1: Uh, I, I actually, I think that was, I think that was when my family came back and said, "You need to come
0: home now." Yeah. So yeah.
1: I love, I love watching people finish. Like that is my one of my favorite things. Um, and so, like after that race, I was like, "Hey fam, you guys go like catch a nap. I'm gonna like plot myself here in this park and like chill out." Um, unfortunately, I had made a whole lot of poor stomach choices during that race and uh ended up throwing up for the next, you know, twelve hours. Um, really days afterwards, I couldn't keep a lot of food down. But um so I would just like I was like in this sleeping bag and I would wake up and puke and then go back to sleep and then wake up and puke some more. So if you saw me at the end, I was the guy in the sleeping bag puking. And there's <laughs> been at least at least 10 people who've said, oh yeah, the first time I met you, well, you weren't doing so great. And I'm like, <laughs> like, well, you see, it was at the end of Black Hills. I'm like, oh, sorry. Yeah. Good to meet you officially.
0: <laughs> That's funny.
1: I'm just showing you my best,
2: my best effort. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, let's jump over to Hitch, man. Let's talk about that okay. dog. Oh that's exciting
1: it was exciting and like i i'm not like an emotional person when i finished a race but like after that one like after i had had like some time to let it sink in i was like i freaking did it you know yeah i i did it i you know uh it was it was really special but uh yeah yeah,
0: what did your training look like leading in? Because Black Hills is in June, middle to end of June. I think it's third week in June. And then what's hitched? December? Hitch is, yeah,
1: it's in middle of December.
0: Okay. So uh, I so mean, I a decent months. recovery and then build back up.
1: Correct. Yeah. So like, and I, so I don't get injured. Like that's not, I mean, I can't say I don't, but like it's not normal for me to like be injured. But for me, the hardest part of hitch was actually the the train up to get to hitch. Like, um, because I had like this nagging problem in my foot, like every three to five weeks, like I couldn't like, and it would just get worse and worse. So like, I would really start to climb and I feel like oh yes i'm finally finally feeling great and then like my foot would like right on the top of my foot was like the worst pain like ever and uh so i'd be like oh i guess i gotta back off you know so i for first i backed off a ways and then it felt better after like a week and then again and, like it was this cycle but every time like the pain in my foot got worse and worse um to the point where like i had a zero mile a week and i very rarely have zero mile weeks um but uh but like i couldn't walk like i could not put any weight on my foot um so i ended up going to a chiropractor chiro family in sioux falls runners check it out would recommend um but uh he just like reset my foot and i was like immediately back on so i he said i dislocated like cuboid or whatever i don't know um but then i was just like it was like it was like running all new again um but it was weird i'd have like it was a very much a roller coaster of a train up like i would feel super good and then i'd feel terrible and then i'd feel super great and i'd feel terrible and like i actually had to rely on my friends a lot to like hey come run with me because i i feel like trash you know like i need need other people to help me get in a good place mentally. Um, but luckily it it really worked out and I really wasn't sure how it was going to go, um, and then, so one of my other things I wanted in 2022, other than the Buffalo skull was to get a hitch jacket. So they, they've traditionally given out like hundred mile finisher jackets. They're those winter coats that look really awesome. And then this is the first year that they didn't give them out. And they told us like the week <laughs> before the race, Oh which, which I'm like, so I didn't actually intend to win this race. Like I was like, I'm just going to go out and have a good time. Um, I kind of wanted to run it hard, but I'm like, Hey, if I get a sub 24, I'll be happy, like whatever. Um, and then I found that out and I'm like, well, shoot, no, I now i have to win it to get something other than a belt buckle um and so i just kind of attacked it i suppose i would say like even my friends around sioux falls knew i was going to re- win it before i knew i was going to win it because they were talking about that like weeks ahead of time and i'm like eh, probably not so
2: yeah when did you have the footage you had? how much longer or after was uh black hills
1: uh it was every month after Black Hills, like all the way until um November, like the end of oh, November. Okay.
2: So just a so month was, before
1: the race. Yeah, it was like a month before the race and I was still having foot issues. So like I was not in a great place mentally because of that.
2: Then you get the foot issue taken care of, then it was just my well, switch flipped and you're back
1: into training mode hard. Oh yeah. Like after I had my my foot like reset or whatever they were like i was like oh i feel good and then so my wife was out of town for like a week and a half which so i had zero adult supervision which usually if i have zero adult supervision that means i'm gonna run a lot um <laughs> and so i i like i cranked out 135 mile a week well wow. and i and like it was fast too like i went out to great bear the ski ski lodge in town um and i cranked out a it was like a 25 mile run. i was only supposed to go four hours I, I really don't run over four hours but i felt so good during that run that i just ranked it out i ended up doing you know 25 miles like at like 200 feet per mile and gain. i was just like i I killed it. And then the next day I went out and I did another four and a half hours at 150 feet per mile. Like it was, <laughs> it was insane. It was. And then of course, after that, I was like, oh, my legs are tired. Imagine that. <laughs> <laughs> guess, it's, guess it's time to taper. I suppose.
0: That's a big one. Yeah.
1: I putts mode. I don't taper.
2: Do you think that uh that foot injury was a blessing now that you see that because um instead of you might have took a little more easier than you would have
1: probably to be honest um like so like it did slow me down a lot which was great um and it really held me it held my volume down to a reasonable amount um and then the other thing is is like so i don't race a lot like you see a lot of people like, um, I don't, I don't know. You see a lot of like relative, like even Ryan Clifford, like he was out, he ran probably three, four races in 2022. And I'm like, I can't do that. Like, I don't, I don't like doing that. Um, and so, because i also know that I can't like mentally, like just take it easy for a race, um, you know, I can't run a 50 miler and just kind of, you know, oh, a yay, race. we're having fun, we're learning, you know, so I don't learn as much in a, in a you know, a, a, a running event. Um, so when I do go and do a 100 mile event, I learned a ton. Um, so like, one of the things I learned a lot about was, hey, your foot hurts. You just got to stop, slow down. It's not, you're not going to lose your fitness over a week, you know, like yeah. focus on being healthy and, and doing what you can do and like stretching. And like, there's a lot of alternative things you can do to to really still be in good shape on race day. So I don't know. It, you're right. It was a blessing in disguise because it forced me to to be a reasonable runner who actually learned something in his training, so
2: we'll take us to, to race day. Let's hear about this uh, this uh, journey you went on for 100 miles. Um, all
1: right. Well, so this is a it's like a 12 and a half mile loop. Um, And so in the morning, you start off with your half marathoners, your 101 Kers, and your 100 milers. So, but all the half, so all the other people do like a quick, you know, half mile or 0.6 mile out and back before they jump into the loop. So, like, I was running and then, like, I was maybe like a quarter of a mile into this. Luke, when somebody was talking behind me about being in the, the one on one K and I'm like, no, you're not like, I'm sorry. The math just doesn't add up here. Like, so that was weird. That was like my first time I ever seeing somebody and be like, you skipped a part of the course, bud, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, so there was that, and then, um, and I just like, Again, I, I mean, I, I wanted to win at that point in time, but I also just like, wanted to see what I could do. Um, so I went out real hard. Um, like aggressive, um, my first loop was like right around two hours. Um,
0: I felt really good.
1: Yeah, it was. It was like probably not a good decision. It was definitely not a good decision. I probably could have I probably could have cut at least an hour off my time had I not done that. Um but I just I attacked it and um like after the first loop I started to kind of feel my my quads and I'm like 12 and a half miles in and I can feel my quads. <laughs> Well, shoot, all right, I suppose let's go. <laughs> I, mean, I can't do anything about it now. I guess we're doing it. Um, and so I just like kind of attacked another loop and I, that was when I came up, I was coming out and I saw my buddy John and I was like, hi John, how you doing? And he's like, hey Jeff, you're like 15 minutes ahead of course record. How about you chill out a little bit? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um and so I I kind of like, and and I was like my IT bands were already starting, like I was starting to feel all kinds of things in my legs that I'm like, well, I really like I, I think I even told them as I was leaving, I'm like, you know, you're probably right. I should probably get my shit together for like 12 and a half miles and then I can figure this out after that. And and, uh, he's like, yeah, you should probably do that. Like, yeah, good idea. Um, and then coming up, like I was at mile 44, I don't know. Um, and like, I was already like, oh, my it dance, this is my quads. This is not super awesome. And that was when I like, I took some ibuprofen I'm like, oh, it's a little bit early, but gotta do what I gotta do. Yeah. And, um. And so I started on that and then, and then at that point, John was also like, he was only going to run. I was only supposed to have a, pay, a pacer for the last loop, um, but he was like, I'll come run a lap with you. I think you need it. And I really did because um, it's so lonely when you're at the front. Like, <laughs> <laughs> It is like, I, you, you probably like, dude, really like you're leading a race. I wish you you shut off? Like, but,
0: <laughs> I literally have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> 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 We're over here feeling it real is. sorry for you. Like, oh my God. Uh, it's so terrible.
1: You're winning the race. <laughs> you have this high every time you go through an aid station and somebody tells you you're leading. Yeah. Uh,
0: you're 15 so minutes terrible. over course record. You're leading the race. Congrats. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so, but, but yeah, so I really needed him to just like mentally reset. Um, Cause I, at was that point at? I was like, this is at like mile 50 when I got a, got a pacer for, and I wasn't planning on having one, but I needed it because, well, I was kind of like, I was telling people I wasn't racing and I'm not gonna win like at this point I'm like, but you, you kind of like slowly ramp yourself up to like I'm racing. Yeah, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna race. And so <laughs> now I'm like, and like I'm also like I was probably a dead giveaway when I was like coming into like the main aid station and I was asking like all the Sioux Falls people like, hey, where's where's the guy at behind me? Like how far behind me is he? Like, where's everybody else at? Um, cause I, I had kind of like scoped out the rest of the field. Um, I'm just kind of like, no, you know, cause I wasn't going to race it. Um, and, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and so I'm like getting all this feedback and then like, you know, so John did a loop with me and he's like, all right, here's how everything is happening. So at that point halfway point he talked me through everything that was happening on the course um i had also so my brother was running down there so like i think this was this i just lapped him for the first time at mile 50. so I was like really kind of like just slap my brother uh,
0: <laughs> but i'm not racing it
1: <laughs> yeah i'm not I'm not racing it. well i was really racing as my little brother but um anyways i was and and so like he just kind of reset me and uh then he's like so after that he's like all right here's what we're gonna do because at this point i was like i'm racing like again mile 50 that's when you decide you're racing yeah um or when i was at least outwardly expressing that i was racing and uh and so he dropped me off at you know mile 62 and a half and then waited for the second person to come in to see like what the gap was and then um met me at the next aid station because that was another crew aid station and he brought me some extra light like, nutrition and he was like hey you're 45 minutes ahead race smart wow which this was a, like a kind of a flip of a switch for me um, Cause again, I mean, you've, you've heard these stories over a couple of races now where I made really poor life choices at the beginning of races. And then I pay for it right later. I'm not known for being a smart racer <laughs> I, I'm known for like this really aggressive, just, oh, let's go <laughs> kind of like attack it, attack, attack, attack. Um, and so like, this was like a switch for me, like, Hey. Be smart. I'm like, okay, I can do this. And I, I really slowed down and I'm like, kind of just pushed, but didn't push, just kind of ran um, and really just tried to enjoy it. Um, like I was really upset that when I was in the morning, like I missed the sunrise because it was super overcast, and I'm always like, actually pretty jealous of like some other runners who run all the way through the night, because they get to see this awesome <laughs> sunrise.
0: What you that's, think? I'm kidding. That's, I'm a good, not... that's a good way of saying it.
1: <laughs> no, you know, seriously, I'm like, I'm actually like jealous of this, um, of like seeing the sunrise. Like, sounds stupid, but I was really. I was kind of like, ah, oh, darn, I missed the this, this sunrise. Like, this is one of the races I actually get to see a sunrise. Um, and, uh, so I didn't get to see it. And then, but then the sunset really like, it was, it was so perfect. I like came up over the main aid station to go start a new loop. And it was like setting over the, like the Los Hills. And you could see like the skyline of Omaha off in the distance with like the sunset. It was like, it was the most awesome thing um and i just enjoyed running like i wasn't again i I always come back to this idea of just enjoy running and like i found it again at hitchcock to a point where i was just like hey race smart like just enjoy it enjoy the ride like see the sun sunset um like just just do it up and then by the last loop my quads were blown up and like it's like we all listen to you know podcasts or you know um according to walter talking to talking on youtube about you know quads getting blown up and how uncomfortable that is it's really uncomfortable <laughs> like <laughs> like it it doesn't feel good
0: <laughs> at all something else I'll like, probably you, never relate to
1: <laughs> like really you think about it you're like oh what is it a little bit sore like i ran you know i've i've had sore quads and i felt my quads in a race or whatever yeah but no this is and maybe i didn't feel the full effects like i i almost don't want to ever experience that again it's probably a mental block i gotta get over here during my next training cycle but like (laughs) it was a knife going into each of my quads every step down
0: Wow.
1: like it was the most uncomfortable thing i can feel and or think about um and so i really kind of felt bad for john because like, I, so this is where you kind of like get all these expectations from everybody around you or you expectations that you think they have, um, where I'm like, oh, this guy really wants to experience the Jeff at the end of Black Hills, who's just, you know, going full beast mode, or, you know, he really wants to experience, you know, this really aggressive runner. Um, but what he got for those last 12 and a half miles was, me gingerly making my way down the hills and then (laughs) you know kind of getting my way up and and just kind of doing it but he doesn't have that expectation like that's not a thing but but yeah um you know and then towards the end so there was um the fourth place guy i was like i ran with him like the entire last loop because he was on his seven flute. Um, and uh, and so like I would kind of pass him and then he would like run past me because he could run down hills. And uh I was like, I mean, he was using us as a pacer, which was fine, but I was like, uh I was kind of annoyed by it, but at the same time it was cool and at the end because like we're coming up this giant hill called the shoot. And he's like, hey, what lap are you on? he didn't even realize that. I'm like, I'm on my eighth loop. And he's like, what place are you in? You know? And, and he he was, um, he, he had to have been Italian. So he had like that Luigi type. Oh, what place are you in? <laughs> and, um, and what? These are the things I hear. He's probably not Italian. <laughs> Uh, it was one o'clock in the morning. Give me yeah, a break. Listening and uh and so he like and he was just so excited about it. And so he like comes up out and he's like, Your winner's coming in, your winner's coming in. And like, you know, everybody from Sioux Falls is there because it's the Sioux Falls race. And yeah. It's just really cool.
0: That was awesome. Um,
1: was,
0: what is the uh what is the mental I don't know, the drive looked like leading an entire race like that. Just, I know you talked about it being lonely up front, but like you led the entire race. So what, like, what, what is, what's going through your mind? I mean, those first 50 miles, you're by yourself. And it seemed like other than those two laps, you're by yourself.
1: Yeah. Um, I, I kept thinking about whether, whether I was making any headway on the guy behind me. Um, so I had an experience with John, the guy who paced me, um, at Hitchcock 101K, where I led that entire race until the last mile. Um, uh-huh. And he kind of surprised me coming out of the, the last Aid station, and he chased me down. We had a really, it was a really fun race, like don't get me wrong, but like he got he got really, he had he had hope that he was going to catch me. Um, and he did catch me. And I was making, again, really horrible life choices because it's what I do. <laughs> um, and, like, I stopped eating, I stopped drinking. Like, I was just like, oh, I got to go, I got to run. Um, so, like, part of me was, I've got to break this guy. Like, this guy behind me. Because like after the first couple loops, he was like five ten minutes behind me, and I'm like, that is not enough. If I if I've learned anything, I'm like, I need to start gapping this guy because he's gonna chase me down. Yeah. Um And the other thing is is he knows where I'm at. Like <laughs> I mean, hey, come on now. Everybody's got crew. Everybody, you know, yeah. it's not.
0: He knows not how far but, you know. That had been hard for him, knowing he's 45 minutes behind you.
1: And that's exactly where I wanted to be. Yeah. (laughs) Well, because, cause it's like, cause the other thing is, is it's like at the end of a hundred mile race, you're going to slow down. Like it's, that's just science, (laughs) you know? Um, and like. And it's whoever mentally says they can slow down first, you know? And like for him, I heard that he had been talking to his wife on the phone and asked if he could slow down yet. Um, and part of that was that, that kind of mental break that I, that, that happened to him was like. I was constantly getting further and further ahead of him throughout the entire race. So in his mind, he could never catch me. So eventually, it was time for him to focus less on catching me and more on beating the person behind him. And when you can get to that point, um, you're good. You're good. Like, and that was what that was all I was focused on um between that and laughing my brother i just wanted to laugh my brother as (laughs) many times as possible i mean do you have a little
0: little brother i don't know
1: no (laughs) so okay so my little brother um bless his heart um he's like I, i love him to death but he you know he's always he's following me around you know ever since we were little you know and and so like my whole goal is just to beat him at everything. Cause he's always thought like, you know, when you're, when you're somebody's little, like, I have an older brother too, but like, I always wanted to be like him. I always wanted to beat him at whatever he was doing. And my little brother has the same mentality towards me. So even though I'm old now, I can still beat my little brother. And that, that is like, <laughs> so solidifying, you know, it's like, we're wrestling in the backyard again. And I totally beat him up. Like, <laughs>
0: like that's awesome. <laughs> so, what do you got? Uh, what do you got on your race plans for twenty three?
1: Man, it is all about Mines of Spain, okay. Mines of Spain Hundred. Okay. Um, I really so they gave out a WWE Championship Belt to the winner, and ever since I saw that and I realized I was semi okay at running these things, I was like, "That's mine." Um, and so that's I've married that idea I've already like I'm just like I'm in to win that race um and I really like to focus on one thing and 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 tackle that I, it would be nice to do something this spring but I got some other um items I have to be out of town for so that's for uh for work and whatnot so that's not gonna happen and but that just gives me even more time to train for Mind to Spain and follow all of the people that are running that one. Um, nice. So, Sweet. which I kind of hope they listen to your podcast, not gonna lie.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here. Jeff's going for it he's going for that belt. He's throwing out. Going for the WWE belt.
1: That's the <laughs> other thing. I don't hide, it. like that's, like, I don't hide what my goal is. <laughs> yeah. Um. Like. I'm like this is what this is what I'm gonna do. Um and so yeah, that's that's I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna win mine to spin. Um and it's less about like I mean, yeah, somebody from New York could show up, but <laughs> <laughs> I don't know.
2: He's train, mom, he has gotta gotta train better than him.
1: Yeah.
0: Is it on Ultra well, Sign up like... where you can look at the look who signed up or is it one of those where they keep the Oh, you can hidden. see
1: everybody. You can see everybody, and I could probably—I might have note cards somewhere around here I don't know who I'm watching. <laughs> There's
0: some written down. <laughs> look right I'm right? Oh no, I don't. <laughs> that's that's funny, <laughs> dude. I can't. Well, wait I'm following to follow all you. of the
1: races that they've signed up ahead of this. Like, I have this really when I when I put my mind to something, I really like lock down. Dialing. and. So so yes, I've already like looked up like ev- like everybody else nice. on the list. Um, I know that there's a few of them that are signed up for some other races on the front side of mines. So I'm interested to see how those turn out. Um, I might have found some of them on Strava already. Um, you know, just
0: <laughs> just some you just know, some quaint, quaint stalking. It's fine. <laughs> it's
1: it's going. ultra. It's fine.
2: If you're going to win Mines of Spain in 23, don't sign up yet. <laughs> it's, full. It. it's full. It's <laughs> full. The wait list.
1: Yeah, get on that wait list <laughs> and then they'll announce you on the Facebook posts.
0: <laughs> oh, do they really? <laughs>
1: yeah, they do, like, and so, well, so, okay, like, oh, all things this is kind of funny because again i wasn't racing hitchcock but like they also do like the announcement every time somebody signs up so like secretly uh, and you're you're getting a look into the closet um but like every time somebody would like sign up i would like immediately look at them like i would literally get done running and i would just like look at my phone and i'd open it there'd be this notification on facebook that somebody else signed up for hitchcock and i'd be like oh who is this (laughs) like like, in my truck like not even like driving home from the trail and i already had their ultra sign up pulled up and i'm like oh okay oh um, yeah all right
0: (laughs) but he wasn't racing it
1: no I i wasn't racing it i wasn't like
0: oh my gosh that's funny oh, that's funny <laughs> so we always ask at the end of our uh podcast uh a couple of questions so we'll lead off with the first one what kind of gear are you using
1: uh all right well gear well so i haven't raced with it yet but i just got a new coros watch
0: nice, so nice. to the family
1: i'm i'm really excited for that you know not having to plug in my watch for yeah a large portion of the race which um, one would you go with so that- uh, it's the, uh, Apex pro.
0: Oh, cool. Yeah. I just I, so, got, yeah. Uh, I upgraded to the verdicts this year. Oh, I charge it like once a year, I think
1: <laughs>
0: it lasts forever. It's insane.
1: That's, that's amazing. Um, so yeah, I got that, um, which, so my gear is actually downgraded. So now my, my little USB, like charging device that I keep in my vest no longer nope. need that i don't, don't need it i'm just shedding weight like crazy um, <laughs> uh, so from a from a running hat perspective um there's these little hoka like pretty whimsical things yeah. um so i'm really working with the hoka rep to see if he can like because they used to give away these for free at all of like the the like shoe wear- wearing things, you know, and then,
0: yeah.
1: you know, they like gave them all away, and now they never have these like cheap free hats. Um, so that's kind of nerve wracking. I might have to find a new hat. Um, but, <laughs> but yes, the cheap free hats are the uh, are the bee's knees when it comes to headwear while running. Um, for a headlamp, I gotta say the uh, Silva. Is by far the best headlamp you can get. Um it's reasonably priced. It comes with a the the package right now, it's I think it's trail cross is the version. I can't remember off the top of my head, but it comes with a, a lithium battery plus a um, pack to put like triple A's in. But the lithium battery, I have ran like so at Hitchcock, my very first. 50 miler, I did 12 hours overnight and I never recharged it. And I still had battery life left and um, like ran with it for another month after that. So always go for that. Um, Running vest wise, I'm all about my Nathans. Um, So I have two of them. I would always recommend having two vests um, because then you can just, so I'm big on, Again, overly, you know, I'm probably overly analytical when it comes to, to running. Um, but uh, I don't like aid station time, um, stoppage time. is something I've always kind of tracked and really kind of taken as a kind of an easy way to cut time out. So it's swapping best is way faster and then uh, having your crew kind of fill it while you're gone. So I would always recommend that. Um, shoes, I'm a Hoka guy. Um, I'll tell you every time, pick the shoe for the race. Um, and what I mean when I say that is, is like, um, it's very easy to just like, oh, this shoe has a carbon fiber plate in it. So the tectonics, right? Um, it's got a carbon fiber plate. It should make you faster and more, or at least more efficient, theoretically. But if you grab that shoe and you go out on a very aggressive course, like a Hitchcock, where it's a lot of, like, jagged down and up, I think uh, Hurt 100 in Hawaii is a lot similar. Um, But you're going to get super clunky on the downhills. So, hey, like, take that into consideration. Maybe a Speed 05 is a better option. Maybe, uh, you know, the Mafate Speed 4 is a a good option. Kind of like... Think about that when you're looking at your shoe and what you're what you're gonna run in. But yeah, Hoka, that's that's my jam. um And then um I would let's see here, other oh, Falk socks, F A L K E, the trail version. Can't recommend those enough. um I literally have like zero foot problems anymore. Like since I got into those, like you, I don't even powder my my. Feet like I just go. Um, so yeah, highly recommend those. Um, and then oh, rain jackets, I would recommend anything free you can get. Um, I don't, I don't like spending, (laughs) I there's certain things I'll spend money on, but like the rain jackets, my so I wasn't a big fan of spending money on rain jackets. So one of uh, my running friends saw me running in a cotton sweater in the rain once. So uh, <laughs> Nike gives these rain jackets away for free to volunteers. It's just like, just take these, please. Just, just. <laughs> um, so there's that. Um, and then you know. So my last bit of running gear advice: so skies out, thighs out. Get yourself a pair of Ranger panties and and go like. You just can't do it without short shorts. Yeah, like three inches. Oh yeah,
0: Yeah. nice. I haven't jumped in the three yet, but I am in the fives. Maybe one day I'll get in the threes. Maybe when I start, you know, like doing hundred thirty mile weeks and you know throwing down and digging up ultra signups, that's when I jump to the three inches.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, you gotta understand, like the the sky. When your thighs are out, they're getting that natural airflow. So it's just like this; it'll help. You know, that starts the recovery process way early.
0: Yeah. Science. Yeah. (laughs) Well, Hey man, our second question we ask is, uh, you know, we're trying to grow our network with the podcast and, um, we always ask, you know, our guests is who's somebody that you would recommend for us to have on the show. It doesn't necessarily have to be a runner. It could just be someone that has a cool story.
1: Um, man, have you met Jess Wolhoff?
0: Uh yeah, I know you have ran a couple
1: races. Before.
0: Yeah, I I know Jess pretty well. She's an you awesome. You really person. gotta
1: get. I'm like. She's got a she's got a really cool story, you know, and and she. Hats off to her because she really likes crewing. Um. You know, uh, all things aside, that is, I'm not a real big fan of crewing. I mean, I'll do it because you know you got to support the community, but I'm not, I'm not a big fan of it, but she loves it. And she does just like a great job. And she also trains super hard compared to many other runners. Um, and, and, you know, she's also, I mean, like she's accomplished, like she's got hundred mile finishes. She's got, you know, 101 K wins. Uh, you know, like, Hey, Hands down, you gotta interview Jess. Um from a coach perspective, oh man. So I don't know, and you'll probably maybe you'll maybe you can maybe you've got like a coach connection or something like um Aaron Saft out of uh he's the MR Running Pains podcast guy, yeah, North Carolina. Dude has so much information about running. Um, I, even though, I mean, he's a low volume type coach, um, and talks a lot about quality over quantity. Yeah. Um, but I tell you what, he's just like from purely analytical perspective and like looking at all those things. Um, that's great. Um, then if you could ever get Casey Lichten, Lichten. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Would yeah she's, been, that. she's been on my list for a while. She's, uh, She's a very interesting runner, with you know battling a lot of injuries early on in her career, and then coming back and killing it. She's, yeah, she's definitely, uh, she's definitely on my list.
1: And, and like when you look at like, so she ran Hitchcock this year. Um, she ran the fifty miler down there, and so she passed me and she said hello. Um, so just throwing that out there, she was running the fifty. So on her first loop, she passed me. I was oops, on my last loop, but. Um, she said hi and good job <laughs> just so you know
0: yeah
1: um and uh but like so just to see like her dedication to the community like in saying good job to people, she literally looked me up on Strava and like hit like on my, yeah on my run at Hitchcock, like for and what well, like, I'm sorry. That means a lot to me because I like, I'm not, I'm not like a professional runner at all. Um, but I work really hard and, and just to have an elite athlete take a moment and do that is that's, you know, just who does that? Like that's, um, yeah, so.
0: I have a good friend that lives in Omaha and her and her daughter are both runners. I think her daughter's more of a cross country cause she's still in high school. Um, and then, you know, and so she told me that Casey Lichtig regularly comes out to the Omaha group runs. And uh, she, she ran with her daughter the whole time and they like, she was just, you know, asking questions the whole time. And Casey was just, you know, filling her mind with all kinds of information, but it, you know, that's, That's got to be really cool for our, you know, a young athlete coming up, you know, still in high school as as a cross country runner, like talking to an elite athlete, you know, and she's just answering all the questions. So, you know, people like that, that, that are in our sport, that's just, it's super cool to me. Yeah. And that's, that's another reason why our sport's so cool. It's like, you just, you know, you toe the line with professional athletes, you know, like Hitchcock is not a very you know, it's not a huge like Western States qualifier. It's not a big, like well known race, you know, but you have like professional athletes. And I know she's from Omaha and it's right around the corner for her, but you know, for, it's for her to
1: take the time and, and do that. I mean Yeah. That's that's awesome. Yeah.
0: So <laughs> I I think it's yeah, she's, she's definitely on my list, uh, to interview. Casey, if for some reason, if you're listening to this, let's, let's set it up. Jeff, man. Time. Hey, I, I appreciate it. You, uh, w- dude, we had a great conversation, learned a lot. Um, I look forward to following you this year and I wouldn't say buckle up, but let's belt up, I guess that's how you say it. I like to have yeah, themes for my runs, and so uh, I don't know. Maybe you could find something WWE themed, and that could be your cool little thing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I should like start posting like the people likes like wrestlers on my Instagram all the time. Like,
0: yeah, that like,
1: should be the next. That'll be my next thing. But I don't know. At the end of the day, I do have to say, as much as I, I mean, I probably I don't want to come off as arrogant in any any way because at the end of the day, I'm just like excited to be like out there running and and to be able to compete. That's not something I ever thought I'd be able to do. Um, So one of the things I want to tell everybody is that if you work hard enough, you can do, you can do this. Like, you know, if you've got the time, you can do it. Like, um, seriously, I, I mean, I'm not an expert by any means, but I'll share all my training logs. I'll share it with anybody like hit me up. Like, I don't know. I I want, I want everybody to know that like, this is me being successful is, is not something I ever intended to do or thought I would do. And, And now that I'm doing it, it's, I'm just thankful that I can. So
0: sweet. Well, you mentioned Instagram, where can people find you?
1: Well, you got uh, Instagram and the Midwest ultra runner. Um, I know it's such a cool handle. I don't think I ever live up to that. Like, (laughs) I feel like I gotta be funnier or more funny or something. I don't know. Um, so yeah, or, you know, Strava, uh, Jeff Pratt, hit me up. Um, follow along, show up to a Thursday night group run, I promise. You there's only like a 90% chance that you end up running
0: ultras. <laughs> I think that's a Thursday night group run anywhere. So all right, Jeff. Hey man, I appreciate it. Uh great conversation. Uh hopefully uh we can we can follow you along and see you hoisting that belt. All right. Thanks guys. Thank you for listening. This podcast has been produced and edited by Backbeat Sound.
1: Come and find us on Instagram at backbeatsound1776 or email us at backbeatsound1776 at gmail.com.